That's Questionable, a podcast exploring religion, asking difficult questions, and encouraging honesty. You can join the conversation at thatsquestionable.com, That's Questionable podcast on Instagram, or at thatsquestionable1 on Twitter. Welcome to That's Questionable, a podcast. How you guys doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. Man, it's crazy this time of year. You know, usually it's pitch black out when we hang out. Now the sun's coming in the window. The yeah, so. sun's coming in the window. It's uh, beautiful, 72 degrees, with the possibility for snow about 2 a.m. <laughs> I know. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> Welcome to Nashville. Welcome to Nashville. Yeah. So uh, our weather is crazy like that. Interesting times. Yeah, very interesting times. Yeah. So, um, David, you made a comment earlier that I'd like to just reiterate and say is true that time is flying by. It is. Man, this year, it's already uh, the second half of April, and um, it's just going by too fast. They did extend the tax deadline, right? They did. I sure hope so. May 17th. Yeah. I, oh, I had mine done and in like the last week of January. Now it's first into February, but yeah, I'm on it. Yeah. I'm just procrastinating. <laughs> yeah, well, hey. Dead air. Dead air. <laughs> yeah. You, you want me to ask the question? Yeah. Why don't you say something questionable? What's questionable? Yeah. Today. Um, why does... Or, or does Christianity have to be so complicated? Does Christianity have to be so complicated? You know, growing up, I, I was always told that it was it was a simple act of faith, and but then you start studying things and reading the Bible and realizing that a lot of people disagree, and I just I'm very curious of of why things are so complicated in Christianity. Mm. That's a great question. The answer is pretty complicated. It is. <laughs> Enlighten us. <laughs> it's so complicated. I don't even have the answer. Well, let me give you yeah. a good, a good uh, pastor thing. Yeah. Nathan, could you unpack that for us? <laughs> uh, that's good. That's yeah. good. It's like, you know, you know what? We'll get to that question. But the other thing is, is, you know, all the Christianese things that you used to say all the time and you never realized it until after, you know, you do your deconstruction process and you're out of it for a while. And then things, certain phrases just are like nails on chalkboard. Mine is hedge of protection. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if I hear that phrase one more time in my life, mine's, I'm going to I'm I'm jerk it into a guard where yeah, you're night. under spiritual attack <laughs> there. That's another one. Yeah. man. Yeah. Oh. Well, I have a hedge of protection. What, what else am I supposed to do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, what kind of hedge is it? It's a that kind of hedge that has the, it's like a bigger hedge it or has a smaller thorns hedge? on it. Yeah, yeah, it has what on it? The thorns, you the, know. Oh, the thorns. Okay. And you reach in and it. Yeah, hedge of thorns. Yeah. Mm. Well, anyway, okay, so that'd be back. a good band name, by the way. Hedge of thorns. Hedge of thorns. That'd be my new metal band. Oh, yeah. Christian metal band, Hedge of Thorns. Yeah. That's right. Have First, fun with that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how it's going to go. Maybe that's the band that I dreamed we were in together. <laughs> yeah. That, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, and back to the question. <laughs> <laughs> so why 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 uh why does Christianity have to be so complicated? Question for the week. 
Are you looking it up on Wikipedia? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm like, should Google? Why is Christianity? <laughs> well, I think it's complicated. You know, I'll give a stab at it first. You know, this will be totally wrong, but I'll give a stab at it first. There is no mm. right or wrong. That's right. There's for just most things. There's just things. Yeah. Uh, um. Actually, my real honest thought on why is Christianity so complicated is is be, is because so much of it is un not believable that it becomes complicated when you try to justify it. The reason why it's complicated is, is because it's hard to justify. I think, you know, um, if, if you want to take the entire Bible as in, uh, the, the entire thing and God spends all of this time and effort through Moses to say that the 10 commandments are thou shalt not murder, but then right that, you know, within the same, Torah uh, instructs them to kill every man, woman, and child at Jericho. Um, how do you justify that? You know, you start to have to do backflips and go around. You have to walk all the way around the barn, you know, to start justifying things. And I think that's why it gets complicated. You know, why, why do we, why does it become, it becomes tough to justify why did God, God had to have a human sacrifice in the blood of a human to pay for the sins of the world. You know, normal logic would say, well, that's a horrible thing. But then you have to spin it that it was in a way that, well, this was God showing his love, that he gave his only begotten son, that he, you know, he laid down his own son's life. And, but, but he was fully God and fully man, and it was his choice. And so he laid down his own life. And, and so you have to just, keep going around in circles, spinning this thing and whipping it up into a, into a nice little deliverable, nice eatable pie for everybody to eat that it becomes complicated. Yeah. You know, now you take that times every other doctrinal issue out there, you know, whether you're, you know, the Trinity. You, yeah. If you the Trinity, you know, it's like, how do you have, you explain that in a way that is explainable. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't happen. And I think that that's why we've had debates for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years is because it's, it has to be complicated or else it becomes evident that it's not necessarily believable. Yeah. One of the other lines that used to bug me was, or bugs me now, when it, when it came to the Trinity, you probably have heard this before. Well, of course it's hard to understand. If you could understand God, then he wouldn't be God. And I'd be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess, you know, it's, it's, it's things like that that, um, it's things like that that you're right, that cause more confusion. Yeah. More confusion. Where, you know, um, Jim, you've been saying it for years. Love is not complicated. It's not. Yep. I think, uh, well, David, have you g given us your thoughts on that yet? Well, I was going to let you go next because I asked the question. Oh, yeah. Okay. Trying to be polite here. Thanks. <laughs> Just say things. I think, uh, <laughs> I, you know, I think complicated uh, works too. I mean, it's not not in the sense of what uh, you were talking about, Nathan. 
you know, I, I don't think it, that complication makes it all make sense mm-hmm. in that sense of that it works. But what I mean is that it works for, uh, the religions and the religious leaders and, yeah. uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things you've got to, uh, I remember a friend of ours, uh, mom, we were picking him up to go to Bible study one night and, and, uh, we stopped by her, her place and said, Hey, we're okay. We're going to go. And the mom says, wait, where are you guys going? And, and we all, Oh, we're going to Bible study. She looks at her daughter and she goes, haven't you finished that yet? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Cause it had been years, but, uh, but the, you know, the, what works so well is that, that when you, uh, it, it puts you in a position of power. If this is so complicated and only I can unravel this, um, you know, me and my kind, and then you need to come here every week so that I can continue to explain how complicated this all is so that one day you'll get it and be able to explain to other people Hmm. how complicated it is. I mean, it works. It fills, you know, fills the seats. It fills the collection trays. It's, uh, it's very effective. Yeah. Uh, yeah, which is always, you know, I remember something you said a long time ago was, is, you know, you, well, you know why they have series because you've got to tell everybody to come back the next week to get the next part of it, you know, and then they come back, you know, um, but I, you know, I, I absolutely agree. I think the, con, you know, and I will say this, I think some of the confusion is, 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 is that those people, they actually don't know too. I think that confusion works for churches that works for them. They use that in their favor, but also I think they don't know. They don't know. It's impossible to know. How certain they things. know? I mean, so, so, yeah. so many, so many, uh, I mean, I can go to a Strong's or what other, you know, thing there is to be able to find one word and translate it. Well, in the Greek, it's, you know, this is, you know, Herpazzo, which means horizon, which means, you know, all this kind of stuff. Uh, and so yeah. that, I, I remember thinking when I was, you know, really in my faith about Catholicism, thinking, then they have to go through a priest to, to really get the best of what their religion has to offer. And I was thinking about that this week. I have to go, I have to rely on somebody to explain what the scriptures say, because the scriptures that I have, I, they're a translation and some words don't translate. And so I, I need somebody to explain that to me. That's why, you, you know, you have to keep on going back to church. Well, that pastor, you're not learning from that pastor because that pastor is not going to be fluent in reading ancient, you know, uh, languages like Koine Greek or, or ancient Hebrew or things like that. He's going to somebody else. I open my Bible, and that's actually a group of guys have translated all that and put it in the, in the Bible. And we have all these different translations. And so I, I was going, gosh, I, I I was no closer to what I thought God was than the Catholics were. Yeah. They, I still had to go through men. They only, Actually, they only have to go through one man, <laughs> the priest. I had to go through all these other people to even understand what the Word says, but I thought I had the Word in my possession. And and the other issue that came up was, um, 
just an example of salvation. There are you can go to one scholar over here, stacks and stacks and stacks and stacks. People have written all these books, textbooks about why Calvinism is, you know, the truth of the Bible. And you go over here and same amount of books, people say, no, it's it's not about Calvinism. It's about free will. It's about, you know, we can we can decide. Well, over here it's the believer decides. Over here it's the, the church corporate decides, or the, there's a lot of uh, different ways to finagle that, and I'm like, even the scholars don't know. Yeah, yeah none of them know. What none hope do them, I have of knowing? Yeah. yeah, that's exactly right. None of them even know what salvation, you know, really is. None of them have been there and have witnessed it and come back to say what it is. And but even they can't agree on it. Yeah, you're right. You're why, right. why couldn't it have been written in a language that that survived, where we could all read it and that you know I, I asked somebody that we were having a conversation at work about this believe it or not and because I work with you know quite a few Christians and and the response that she had was well uh, that's just the way God worked it's you know part of the mystery of God and I'm like well if that's the ultimate message that we're all supposed to know surely it could be communicated in a language that all of us could read yeah and we would have the original copies of the documents yeah it just doesn't, I don't know, it seems... Or there'd be continual revelations. Yeah, it, it just does, well, you could be Mormon and you can have continual you know, revelations, but it just doesn't seem to match up of a loving God who's all-knowing that's been unable to really communicate mm-hmm. his, his message. Yeah. Yeah, I know, and it, it is. It is confusing, and I, I, I even years and years and years ago to the church I grew up in, up in uh, Columbus, Ohio. I just remember always being taught that God could never be, you know, God could never be in the presence of evil, which is ultimately why man was in such was in, you know, <clears throat> the state that they're in because of man's sin, and something had to be, something had to satisfy God to be able to pay for that, you know, and then you go and you read the book of Job and, and Satan goes before the throne room of God. And I remember going, well, hold on a second. Don't we teach all the time that God can't be in the presence of sin and God can't be in the presence. And this has God standing in there, having a conversation with the devil. What's going on with that? And you literally just see people kind of flipping through their Bible going, (laughs) man, I've never thought about that before. And, but it was, it's, it's, it takes literally one verse to completely dismantle the concept of God mm-hmm. that um, it it becomes complicated. It becomes very complicated. Because there's an answer. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, 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 I don't have it yet, but I'll, let me get back with you. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly right. So, um, well, salvation should be, you know, I'm not saying it should be easy. But it should be easily understood, I yeah. would think. I and agree. If, you know, if there's one thing that God would communicate, it's it's you know, it's how we're saved, I would think. And I you know, it's still part of me goes back, I'm questioning God. I mean, is there gonna be a giant possum come up to the floor and <laughs> it's gonna rip my larynx you. out? Yeah. Uh <laughs> It's ROSs. It's our first live studio audience. <laughs> maybe that's an applause. Yeah, maybe it is. They're clapping. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's funny. Uh, 
you were saying something really important. Yeah. And it really, really profound and, and, you know. And yeah, and I just lost it. So, I mean, yeah, it's gone. How important could it really be? Yeah, I know. Yeah. But, so. uh, but that's what I don't understand. I, I just don't understand how a loving, all knowing God can't communicate in a way that we can all understand it and all agree on it. And I, I know, like people have said, we live in a fallen world, and that has to do with, you know, sin and evil and all that. And I'm like, doesn't, doesn't God's love overcome evil? I mean, we can't, I don't know, it just, it just doesn't seem consistent to me with the nature that I was taught from a kid of the nature of who, of God's nature. Yeah. 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 So Nathan was the church you grew up in. Did they, did they stay away from the whole concept of omnipresence? Mm, no, I mean no. I mean, um, they would have taught absolutely have taught that God was everywhere, but not anywhere near evil. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and which didn't make any sense. I didn't That's think right. about that either. That's right. Well, when God isn't, when God's everywhere, he kind of goes like this. He kind of oh, covers his yeah. eyes. Well, evil leaves. You know. That's right. Evil, evil leaves everywhere when God is everywhere. Yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah. That don't think about that too much. <laughs> <laughs> that could bind you up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Evil leaves like e- leaves on a tree. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Leaves. Yeah. Okay. Goes away. Yeah. Goes away. Well, yeah. in it all, it's all there's there's you soon find out that there is a. Um, discrepancy in just about every doctrine mm-hmm. that you eventually have to get to a point that we've all understood that you get to a point where somebody will just tell you, you just have to have faith. And I've learned that that typically is the dead end road of going, I'm out of answers. I can't explain it anymore. I'm done. And why don't they say that at the beginning? That's yeah. right. Why don't they just say, <laughs> save I us all that know. time. <laughs> <laughs> That would be so much right. simpler. Yeah. Because I'm trying to prove to you I, how much I know. Right. And yeah. I'd love to have you come every week and, and give every week and yeah. all that. But I'm, I mean, if you want the shortcut, you just got to have faith. So what what do, what do you think is going to happen to the church now? Uh, and we can ask more than one question. Um, what do you think is going to happen to the church now that so many people are uh, used to not going to church because of COVID? And I, I've heard from, you know, like on Facebook, I've, a friend of all, of all of ours was talking about this, that that they've been at church for a year and they don't miss it. Yeah, and, I know several people like that. Yeah, and I, I just, I wonder what the end result of that is. Glory. <laughs> Happiness, <laughs> I can tell you that much. Uh yeah, I, I just I, I think we're I think we're at a crossroads here, I really do, and I, I think it took a. Okay, well, let's let's talk about this then. So, God allowed COVID to come in and shut down all the churches, and and the religious leaders were the ones supporting the president that didn't handle it correctly, and and now a lot of churches are starting to struggle because you know people are not coming back to the church. Well, God allowed all that to happen. How many people are going to hell because, theoretically, going to hell because of COVID? Because now they're they're out of fellowship with God. That doesn't seem very 
if you're trying to reach everybody, that mm-hmm. seems like that's not the way to do it is to yeah. keep everybody out of church. Yeah. And, and I have actually spoken to somebody recently that is on the kind of on the inner circle of a church that said that their church, I'm only, I don't know everyone. I'm just talking about this one example that through COVID in 2020, the churches were just freaking out. Mm-hmm. They're just going, they were literally, they're having meetings going, we need to get people somehow back here because we have to collect money. Yeah. We have to collect money. Um, or else we have to start laying people off and we still, we'll, they'll start going backwards. So, um, and you lay people yeah. off and that's a bad sign because God's not. Yeah. Blessing them. Blessing them. Yeah. So that's, that's a mark of death for a church. Yeah, that's right. And their faith wasn't, um, they didn't have enough faith. Um, that was sarcasm. Yeah. But um, that, that I think in, is, is telling. I mean, it was, it was purely a business. It's, it's, no, it's great. All this other stuff is all nice and fluffy and warm and fun. But when it comes down to it, we have to have money to be able to operate and to pay the bills. And if we don't, then we start going, we start closing things down. So, um, um, I don't know. I don't know. There's one side of it that a lot of people are like, man, you know, it, it is, it costs, takes money to get people together and to do things and things like that. Yeah. You know, yeah, you're right. You can't get around that. But also at the same time, it's like, um, um, if God wanted all of this stuff to be building like it was and to be like all of these churches to be these grandiose businesses like they were, I mean, where, where is God and all of that through COVID-19 and a lot of them are closing down, shutting down. People are leaving these churches. And in fact, remember one of the articles we talked about that talk that said for the first time in recorded history that there is, 40, only 47% of people in the United States profess to be part of a congregation. Now, that was all religions. It wasn't just evangelicalism. Yeah. That was everything. So, and, and what was it 20 years earlier? Was it 70%? Yeah, yeah. I saw that. So, yeah. within 20 years, it went from 70% to 47%. That's, that's a big deal. That means there are more people in the United States that don't go to the church of any type of religion than that do. Um, is it because people are getting tired of it? Is it because people see what it is? Is it because it's too complicated? I think it's all the above. I think there's just guilt. I think I think there's just so much that for, for my entire life as a Christian, I was always talking about... It's the phrase, there's freedom in Christ. There's freedom of Christ. And now that I'm out of the church, I'm like, actually, there's freedom <laughs> outside the church. That's really where the freedom is. There's really bondage in the church. Yeah. It's complicated. It is complicated. Yeah. And, and the other thing about COVID that uh, I never, you know, there's this preacher man and in a, in a suburb of Nashville that he's gotten a lot of publicity because he's up there screaming and saying he's not afraid of COVID and, you know, they can't keep us from meeting and all this kind of stuff. And in that service, I watched some clips from his service. They're praying healing over people in the service, laying hands on them. I never saw one on the news or anywhere or heard of one pastor, all these pastors aren't afraid of COVID, walking into an emergency room and healing people who had COVID. Of I never not. saw that one time. 
It's because they can't. I mean, what good is it is if you can't even, you don't even have the faith to walk in there and, and say, okay, I'm not afraid of COVID. I don't believe it's a real thing. I'm going to start healing these people and, and letting them just walk out of there. How great would that be if God did that? And I mean, in the entire world, I haven't heard of a single person getting healed from COVID by some pastor laying hands on them. Not a one. Not not a one. <clears throat> now they'll pray that God healed them when they've been in the hospital for three months and they walk out. Well, God healed you. Yeah. Well, that doctor had something to do with it. I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's not exactly what I call healing. It's like it's like me going up to my car and and it won't start, and I lay my hands on it, and I take it to the I take it to the mechanic, and he fixes it, and I come out and lay my hands on it, and then start it. Me laying my hands on it didn't fix anything. It was yeah. the mechanic that fixed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. It, it's it's become very, very complicated. Um, and in fact, I would say that the form of Christianity that we see the most here has actually become extremely political. But yeah. I know <clears throat> that's why it's it's be very complicated. But um, um, but that's a different different. That's a that's a total rabbit trail from what we're talking about. Yeah. I think we're talking about everything. <laughs> Evidently. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, how far can complicated take you? Well, I guess complicated go can take you really far when people don't ever see. Um, they don't ever question it. And they just have faith. Do you I- think people like it to be complicated? Well, I think that's part of the faith, though. If it, if I can understand it all, then where does the faith come in? Okay, I, I don't. I think that's just having like some kind of lobotomy or something, where you just don't. Your mind just doesn't work anymore. If you're just going to sit there, it's like, it's like that's what a cult would say. Mm-hmm. You don't need to understand all this. You just need to have faith that it's all right. I mean, that's that's cultish from the start. Yeah. Yeah, the power of the crowd is huge. Yeah, and I'm against cults. I'm not against the cult, the band. That's a great band. It's a great actually. band, but I'm against cults in general. Mm-hmm. Billy Duffy, great anti-cult, mm-hmm. pro cult, the cult, the cult, pro the cult, the cult band. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know, <laughs> Jim, <laughs> Jim. You want to correct? <laughs> Sounded, Once again, Jim, you correct what we've just said. That was all complicated. I'm just saying uh, that seems a little complicated. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Well, so, maybe that's what it is. Maybe the humans, we as humans, complicate everything, but God's made it real simple. Jim, you have counseled countless people. Yes. Do you think people like it to be complicated? Yeah, I think I think they do. I think there's. I think there's a portion of society that uh, wants to belong to something that ha- that can help them feel superior to others, and um, and the more complicated it is, the you know the more they have to stand out. And they could join Kiwanis or something. The Lions Club. <laughs> My dad was in the Lions Club when I was younger. Um, but I remember feeling that way. And that's one of the things that I absolutely reject now. 
is that sense of um, superiority. I knew, yeah, I knew, yeah, it was a superiority complex. I knew something that pe- other people didn't know. You had pity on people. I had yeah. pity on people. You know, they just, they just, you know, they're uh, they just don't understand, or they don't have faith, yeah. or, or you know, whatever. Uh, and I, I thought I was more enlightened. Mm-hmm. You know, I knew a truth that they didn't. Yeah, they didn't know. Yeah, and then and then also attached to that is is um, the simplicity. You know, so do they like it being complicated? I think the answer is uh, kind of distantly yes like they're not really that invested in the complication of it for the most part okay that's this thing that's out here that i'm a part of but what's most important is the simplicity of me just being told what to do and what to believe and what to think yeah there it is that's it and that end i think people i think people go to church for uh, one big reason is it's the community. That's when you leave the church. That is one of the struggles is is organization and you know meeting with people and 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 having that sense of community. You really have to work to find those er- that in other areas of your life, and that's uh, that's the the main comment of people that that uh, that I hear that you know have any kind of feelings of sadness towards leaving church is just the the sense of community that they lost. Yeah, the belonging. The belonging. That, you know, that's that. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I want to belong to something, mm-hmm. you know, and it helps if it's better than the, anything else anybody else belongs to. Yeah, that's true. It's just a perk, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so we end up with, uh, you know, we end up with leaders who complicate it and use that vagueness to keep people coming in, hoping for clarity one day, mm-hmm. you know, the light's going to go off. You're going to get it, you know, and then you keep coming back for more. You keep coming back for more and then you figure out a way to convince others you have it figured out, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, downstream. It's multi-level marketing. I'm proud. Yeah. Well, man. Yeah. You nailed it on the head there. Um, but it is interesting, you know, anybody listening to this, you know, you can, you can convince yourself that the complicate, trying to figure out the complication is like worth the effort, you know, Oh, I've got to study more. I've got to read more. I've got to listen to people talk more. I've got to, and it's almost like back to your friend's mom. That's like, haven't you finished that by now? But if you're caught up in the complication of everything, it never ends. It mm-hmm. never ends. And maybe that's part of the, you know, the wool over the eyes is, is to keep people there is, is you somehow, they, you somehow have to convince them that it never stops. You always have to come back or else you'll never know what the answer is. We'll see some are. new, something new every time we read the Bible. Yeah. That's what I, you know, there's, you're, you're going to uncover some gem mm-hmm. that's there that, that God reveals another, you know, thing in that verse that speaks to me today. Yeah. And I, God, well, 
<laughs> Radio edit. Radio. Omaha. Um, yeah. yeah. Omaha is an audible. That's not for radio edit. But Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. That was a kid rock reference. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, and I, you know, that's what I felt like it is, too, and listening to, you know, on Sunday mornings, listening to sermons. You know, it's, it's just like I felt like a lot of times the sermons were. And I realized, you know, your point is absolutely 100% true, where it was just like, you know, pastors are just regurgitating. They're going to sermons.com and, you know, they're just pulling stuff out going, what should I, you know, what should I talk about this? You know, but, but also at the same time, I just remember so many sermons being about, oh, guess what I just discovered? Let me share with you what God has just revealed to me. And um, <clears throat> I never found it compelling. I just never did. I did. I did, was real compelled by it. You were, you were in, man. Yeah, I was in the inner circle. Not as in as Jim was, but I was... Were you an apologetics teacher? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I had made it up that level. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I love that. You talk about just keep on studying, yeah. come back for more. I, yeah, I came back yeah. to, for more so much that I realized, huh, this doesn't really make sense. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's why it, you know, and that's another story that's happened so many times is where people go, man. The more and more I studied, the more I realized that what I thought I believed wasn't yeah. true. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like uh, yeah. When I whenever I started uh, yeah. started really studying the Bible. Um, what did it for me was that studying the Bible horizontally, where you look at a passage in each scripture and you realize, or in each book in the Gospels, and you realize, huh, that can't be reconciled. I mean, that's that conflicts, and there's no way mm-hmm. you can explain it. I'm like, huh, that doesn't. Seems like if if God was trying to communicate a message effectively, at least it wouldn't contradict itself. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that's what I. That's another thing I meant by complicated. Is it just uh, when, when I talked to, you know, I think I told you guys that early on when we were deconstructing that we had met with a somebody who now is a Christian apologist, and um, there's always an answer, and and it's 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 a, it's a confirmation bias that it's just like, well, this is what it says, and this is what it means, and it has to mean this. You're just like, yeah, no, it doesn't have to mean that. Mm-hmm. They, they they don't. Well, that's the way they wrote in those days. You mean they wrote contradictory? <laughs> I mean, it doesn't make any sense. But anyway, it just we're I think we rode this horse out the sunset. But mm. yeah, I like the sunset. Yeah, but uh, been a good talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it really does though. It, uh, let me let me bring ask one more question to Jim here. Yeah, I mean, you brought it up was mimetic theory, you know, it's, it's the crowd. Yeah. It's complication. Do you think complication only exists because we spent hundreds and hundreds of years, um, getting people to, you know, in the whole idea of competition and everything that, We've, we've just, we, we've been competing with each other for so much, for so long. We're competing for whoever, who has the right answer that people just want to join in on the complication because. Are, are you saying that people 
they want to prove that they're right. So it gets yeah. more complicated. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, you know, it's, um, the whole idea of mimetic theory, Rene Girard, you know, and, um, that you, you know, you end up mimicking the people around you, but also you're also competing with people around you as well. Yeah. You know, you're competing, but I think ultimately we get to the point where we compete because we want to be right. And you've said that multiple times. It's just part of human nature. And so the only way to get people to understand, to, to, to think that you're right is to make it complicated because so that then you're the only one that can under can explain it. And so therefore it just seems like, Ooh, listen to that person. That person has the better explanation. I think that's the better way to say it. It's so complicated. You could never really understand anything, but that's the whole point of the competition is, is, is everybody gets caught up in all of this. And that's realistically, that's what I see a lot of it is. It's like, nobody knows if their religion is right or not. Everybody's just so caught up in who's better at explaining their version of it. Yeah. Do you think, do you, do you see that? Do you see, I mean, Oh yeah. I mean, uh, there's folks out there that call mimetic theory, uh, the theory of everything. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's fascinating when you look at the dynamics of that and then you, uh, you can look at most organizations, you know, whether it is, you know, church organizations or lions clubs or whatever. And you see all of that taking place all the time. Yeah. You know, there's always, uh, there's always some failure and then there's always blame to be given. Yeah. And that's the thing is, is you look at every, every Christian or every evangelical organization. And I bet you, if somebody documented it, you could go back and see where somebody is sacrificed on a consistent basis to try to keep the group together. Yep. Um, somebody needs to do a study on that. Uh, Renee Girard. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. Update it. And yeah, I see. Yeah. yeah somebody needs, yeah. To, that's what I'm saying. Somebody needs to go back and through and see, go back and show that evangelicalism only is only around because there's a consistent schedule of sacrificing people to keep the herd together. Right. Keep the herd together. Keep the herd superior. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. It is. And, uh, you know, if the right people find this podcast, um, that's you yeah. and us. And, uh, we know it's, it's in the thousands and thousands of people that have, have been sacrificed. Hmm. I thought you were going to say thousands and thousands of people listening to the podcast. <laughs> yeah. One day. <laughs> 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 or maybe one person will listen to a thousand podcasts. Right. Yes. Yeah. That's right. That'd be uh, great. Yeah. yeah. No, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I see it. You, you see it. Like, like I said, you see it everywhere. I think we've complicated the complications. It's I'm too very, complicated. Yeah. I think we've complicated this. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's just human nature. Well, I Jim, I think it, this is a good way to end it is, is, by stripping away the complications. Yeah, and I mean it. It's uh, it's about 
it's the same thing we say all the time. You know, it's about love. It's it love. If you know, if we want to look at scripture, uh, which uh, I I have for you know all my life, um, there's a great explanation of what love is. I mean, it's a beautiful, amazing description of love, and uh, and then to have that twisted by the people who claim this book is inspired mm-hmm. by God to have that, uh, you know, totally, totally twisted and ha- have love be portrayed as something not anywhere near that description. Uh, you know, exact opposite. Um, it's, it's baffling. Okay. So let's simplify this. Love good. Complication bad. Yep. Mimetic yeah. theory. Yeah. So, and no, nobody's saying love is is easy. It's just it's just we just know what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's caring more about somebody else than you do yourself. I don't know Karen more. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. She's with Mc, that hunt group, <laughs> mimetic theory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Opening for a hedge of thorns. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, come out and see yeah, my uh, new Christian metal band, Crown of Thorns. It wasn't yeah. Crown of Thorns. It, it was, was Hedge of Thorns. Hedge of Thorns. That's right. Yeah, lead That's singer right. Renee Giridaldo. Giridaldo. Is that chocolate? Giridaldi. Renee Giridaldi. Giordano's Pizza. Giordano. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. That's the place in Chicago, isn't it? Oh, it's so good. No, they're yeah. in Atlanta. They're in Orlando, too. I think they're coming here. Are they? Yeah, it's so good. Mm, sounds good. That is not complicated. That is good. Pizza. It is for me because I can't eat any of this stuff. No, yeah. No. I'll eat your share. Yes, you will. Mm. Enjoy. That devolved. <laughs> <laughs> devolved. Devolved. Hey, thanks for joining us at That's Questionable. And, uh, yeah, it's just love. Thanks for listening. Our greatest hope for this podcast is for you to join the conversation. You can do so at that'squestionable.com, That's Questionable Podcast on Instagram, or That's Question One on Twitter. Views and opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of those casting the pod.